0: Hey guys, this is Anna. So before we get today, get on with the show today, let's hear from our sponsor. All right, everybody, this is the Ramblings of a Transgender Christian Podcast. I am your host, Anna Hudock. So today we are going to be doing a bit of a follow-up episode uh, to an episode we did a few weeks ago called Gender Jail. So in that episode, I talked about prison, the prison system, and trans women, whether specifically whether trans women should be allowed in women's prisons or not. And of course, I argue that trans women should. Um, But today we are going to be discussing something very similar. We're going to be talking about uh, queer people in general, but especially black trans women and the prison system. So that, that's what we will be discussing today. Uh, but for, first, a quick little bit of housekeeping. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, I'm not, uh, Evo I Am have been accepted into the video podcast program for Spotify. Um, it's, unfortunately, it does not seem like you can upload video on mobile for Spotify. You can only do it on a laptop, it seems, or on a desktop, you know, an actual computer. So until then, or until they start supporting it for, um, on mobile to upload um, video for um, Spotify for the podcast, um, we won't be able to do video quite yet. But you can still watch the, every episode on YouTube if that's what you so choose. Uh, Just wanted to get that out of the way because I talked about that on Monday, and I was hoping that Monday would have been the first episode with a video version of it up on Spotify. Unfortunately, it wasn't, and it won't be until um, something changes. So anyway, I just wanted to uh, quickly get that out of the way. Anywho, let's uh, get on with today's episode, shall we? So of course, you'll be able to find the link to the article that I am discussing, um, reading. In the show notes, or the YouTube show, or the YouTube description, depending whether you're watching or listening, uh, and the title of the article is so it's from LGBTQ Nation, and it's titled "LGBTQ People Are More Likely to Be Incarcerated and Face Sexual Violence Behind Bars." Here's how survivors are changing the system for the better. <clears throat> All right, let's start with the article. Reverend Deborah, blah, blah, blah. I'm not reading well this morning. Reverend Deborah Hopkins is the CEO of Very Still Hope, a nonprofit she founded in 2018 to provide temporary shelter, food, hygiene products, and access to counseling for transgender adults. <coughs> Hopkins said she felt moved by, by a duty to help trans people like herself. In 2007, Hopkins was working as a pastor at New Life Christian Fellowship in Huntsville, Alabama, leading a ministry primarily focused on homeless women and children. On her way home from a late night at the office, she was surrounded by a half dozen police cars, arrested and charged with robbing a bank, assault with a deadly weapon, and fleeing the scene of a crime. Hopkins had her first panic attack in the back of a police cruiser on her way to jail. Throughout her trial, Hopkins maintained her innocence, but as she awaited the verdict while incarcerated in a men's jail, she grew increasingly concerned for her safety. Hopkins said she was subjected to physical, mental, and sexual abuse by inmates and guards. The charges were dropped for a lack of evidence. Hopkins had simply been in the wrong place at the wrong time. And let's be honest also black you know that's the other thing that you know she did was that she's black and therefore you know um, any black person will do that's kind of how the criminal system works here in the states you know um oh the, the victim is black well just just round up any black person you see in the vicinity i mean they, they all look the same right you know uh, for a whole bunch of criminals i mean that's how it is how the system works it, so her, 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 her crime wasn't necessarily that she had been simply at the wrong place at the wrong time. Is that she was black and at the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, let, let's just be completely fucking honest What what was going on here. The biggest crime is that she was black. You know, um, the, 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 our legal system, in fact pretty much any system in America doesn't take too kindly to black people in this country. Um, Being black is pretty much always a crime in and of itself according to um, the American system. Unfortunately, because this is a racist fucking country that was literally built upon racism. Uh, But yeah, anyway... Moving right along. But the damage had been done. The trauma of the experience resulted in Hopkins attempting to take her life several times. Her life and reputation in ruins, she found herself homeless and struggling to survive on the streets of Charlotte, North Carolina. When she went to a women's shelter, she was told by the director that her presence was making some people, quote-unquote, very uncomfortable. And that she would need to consent to a strip search to determine if you belong here or not. So yeah, fucking soulless ghoul of a monster. Yay. Um, some... Transphobic bigots are feeling uncomfortable by the existence of a minority. Like, like, I, like, why do we give a shit about what the fucking majority thinks? Like, why do we, like, like it's so stupid how this entire system, this entire country, caters strictly around the needs of white, cishet, mostly males, let's be honest. You know, also women as well. But as long as you're white and cishet and at bare minimum middle class... Your needs are catered to, if you know, and, they gener- and whatever needs usually to not feel uncomfortable. And what makes white cis middle class folks feel uncomfortable? Minor the existence of minorities. And so, therefore, you know uh, that, that's all that matters. You know, um, we we we, got, we gotta do something about the minority. You know, we gotta we gotta kind of shove aside the minority, you know? we got to force the minorities to change, you know? Kind of get rid of them, you know? Um, And yeah, trans women, we are a minority in this country, and therefore, uh, cisgender women will always find some discomfort around us just because we're the scary minority that they can't relate to, that are different from them. Because, you see, the majority will always feel entitled to... Uh, not only feeling comfortable, but also to only having people around them that they can relate to, who are like them. They feel entitled to only to, 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 to only having people who are like them around them. They don't like people who are different being around. Uh, because, well, we're different. That's scary to them. And plus, you know, that might mean that they kind of have to act a bit different, change some things about themselves, you know. Maybe they might need to watch what they say. Maybe they need to change their behavior some. Because, let's be honest, most most people are in the majority, don't exactly, ain't exactly giving a shit about how, about, you know, verb behaviors or words. And how they impact others who are different, who are disabled, who are black, who are indigenous, who are Hispanic, who are trans, who are gay, who are non-binary, agender, whatever, you know? Um, you know, who who have mental illness, you know? if They don't care. They don't want to think about that, you know? That they might have to think about things, you know? Um... You know, Watch the words that they say, watch how they act to things. You know, they just want to, you know, it, it's easy, it's just more comfortable and easy just to try to force everyone to be just like them. And if you can't force them to be like them, it'll just get rid of them. You know, just ew, what's wrong If you? I mean, that's why we had mental asylums for so long. You know, it's just a nice little place where you get sent away to mentally ill, you know, um, so that you know. If he doesn't have to deal with it, you know, I don't want to deal with his depression, I don't want to deal with his schizophrenia stuff, I don't want to deal with his bipolar stuff, are you kidding me, that's ew. Like, I don't, uh, if I had to deal with this and I got to change how I act, I got to change what I say, that's too much, ew, no, and plus it's scary, I can't relate to that, get away from me. You know, that, 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 that's why we had this shit and why we still got to do it shit, you know, that's why we toss, you know, um, immigrants especially, the ones, into literal concentration camps so we don't have to deal with those scary colored people, you know, we got enough scary colored people in this country, you know, um, no, like, okay, like, no, we don't want to deal more with you, okay? All we want, the only thing that we want from people like you, you know, is Taco Bell. Okay, just makes it, just make, you know, we'll allow some of you, you know, we'll have some of your culture, not necessarily you guys, but your culture to exist, so you can eat tacos and burritos, you know, basically anything that can be found on the Taco Bell menu, and you know, and Cinco de Mayo, but that's about it, you know. Um, we don't necessarily want any of you to come up here, you see. Um, so, so we just gotta toss them in concentration camps because, you know, that's the, you may think, oh wait, because that's what allows, you know, the, the white majority to feel comfortable, you know, and um, not have to acknowledge the existence of people who are different, who look different. Because otherwise, you know, things might have to change, you know, um, and we can't do that, you see. The, the, we can't change things. It's, um, that's what the minorities have to do to fit in with us, you know? That's why, you know, black people have to stop acting, you know, have to start acting white, you know, why they shouldn't listen to rap music, you know? Uh, because, um, rap music, you know, is a sign of degeneracy. And, uh, you know, uh, we just don't like, it, you know, it kind of makes me a bit, bit worried because, I, I, I don't listen to rap, I don't like rap, you know, and God forbid my child listens to rap if I ever find out they do, uh, well, then we're going to be putting an end to that, because well, you know, it's a, it's, it's a reminder that there are people who are different from me, and uh, since, you know, that's what they, what, those who are different, listen to, um, you know, uh, they need to stop that, you know. Um, and you know, start listening to respectable music. You know, like Imagine Dragons. <laughs> fuck amazing. Fuck Imagine Dragons, by the way. But that's the point. Is mean, how we work. You know, that's why conversion therapy exists. Is because the majority doesn't want to acknowledge that people who have a different who uh, express for who have is do have a different sexuality who. It, have a different gender identity who express for gender in different ways because then they need to change. Society has to change. And that's, you no, know, that's, that's too much. That's uncomfortable. So therefore, we just need to make these these little, these minorities change, you know, force them to change, you know, send them to conversion therapy so they can learn to be straight or cisgender because, my God, I can't change that's asking too much why should I have to change I'm the majority i'm quote unquote quote unquote normal in this country so let's make those who are not normal make 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 them normal please yeah I mean and you know, that, that's how it works and if you aren't normal well you're not exactly human so who cares you know, we can do whatever the fuck we want to you or do to you. So, because you're not really human. If you were human, you'd be normal. Meaning, white, cishet, and uh, middle class or above. You know, so anyway. Enough uh, rambling and ranting about that shit. Um, I think you've got the point at this point. <laughs> okay, so uh, where were we? Um, oh yeah, uh, wait, no, no. I asked him, have you ever asked anyone else who has come to do a strip search? And she said no. Hopkins remembered I looked at her and said, there's nothing about me that should cause any concern. I have not created any disturbance. I'll clean up, I leave to go look for work, and I don't create problems with anyone else. Still, Hopkins was told she would have to be searched, so she left a shelter. Good, you should. And fuck that shelter. Um, good for nothing. I mean, let's be honest, if, if you weren't willing to serve, you know, if you're like a women's shelter and you refuse to help all women, fuck you, you're, you're, you're fucking useless. Close your fucking doors, you don't, you, you shouldn't exist. Let's be honest. Um, really that simple. So anyway, continuing on. After a third suicide attempt, she was referred to Monarch, a trauma-informed care organization she credited with helping her mental and physical health issues including complications for diabetes. It also helped her regain the stability she needed to find work and begin building her life anew. She was even eventually able to regain her ministerial work so that she could help others avoid the traumatic situation that befell her. Today, she's more engaged in her mission than ever. Because at the high demand in recent years, there's still hope has evolved into a transitional housing program. Yep. Especially cause, um, people don't like giving housing to people who are different, you know? Um, dry, you know, is, that's a, you know, it's, it's fucking disgusting just how much housing discrimination there is for LGBT people, especially trans people. Fuck it, believe me, um, when I was with the YWCA, uh, they couldn't find a single, like, transition, like, transitional housing program that wanted to work with me just cause I was trans. They didn't want to do anything with me, so believe me, I know that shit very well. First-hand experience, and even when the YWCA decided to do it themselves um, with me, um, they—they they, were—it uh, was hard finding an apartment that wanted to that wanted to deal with a trans person. Um, none of them wanted. Pretty much any apartment people has wanted to. Uh, how is a trans person? So that was fun. Continuing on, because you know, because uh, you see, trans people are criminals, you know, you see, we're predators, and, um, you know, that, that makes for uh, apartment being a little less um, desirable, you know. Um, our, our mere existence. It will make crime skyrocket in the apartment complex. Continuing on though, um, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer Americans are vastly overrepresented in the criminal justice system, arrested, incarcerated, and placed on parole at significantly higher rates than for straight cisgender peers. The problem starts early with young LGBTQ people caught up in the juvenile justice system often fueled by rejection at home or being shuttled through foster care. An estimated 20% of young people in juvenile facilities are LGBTQ, according to a 2021 report from the Prison Policy Initiative, PPI, compared to 6% in the general population. The cycle continues into adulthood. According to PPI's analysis of 2019 data from the National Survey on Drug Use and Health, Gays and lesbians were more than likely, twice as likely to have been arrested in the past year of ever straight peers. Lesbian and bisexual women, in particular, were more than four times as likely to have been arrested in the past year than straight women, PPI found. And gay and bisexual men were 1.35 times as likely. And when it comes to sentencing, gay, lesbian, and bisexual adults are incarcerated three times more often than the general population. Um, 1,882 per 100,000, compared with 612 per 100,000. And face prison terms that are significantly longer, according to the study. Yeah, I can't wait for conservatives to start paying attention to this data so that we can hear, See, queerness causes crime. We told you all, queers are dangerous. They cause crime. Something inherent about, you know, uh, queerness that, you know... Causes criminality, the gaging. gene, like, people start believing in the gauging. gene. Like, you know what, like, they like, I bet these fuckers would start believing in the gay gene, which, by the way, I don't think exists. Um, but, you know, I can see these fuckers doing it just so that, you know, they could say, see, there's something inherent about them that causes criminality. This is why, this is why eugenics are good. We need to get rid of these fuckers. We need to fight the gauging to to weed weed out the criminality. You know, um, I could see this happening easily. Um, But but believe me, I mean, no matter what, even if this doesn't become a thing, uh, they are going to start taking up eugenics again. Like, eugenics are already kind of a thing on the far right. Like you better believe that like it'll start becoming a mainstream thing sometime soon. Um, once they realize that you know the queers aren't going away. Um, I mean, I'm already certain once again. Like this is already a thing that's really rising on the far right. Like I have seen it become far more prominent, you know, uh, on the far right. So it's only a matter of time till you know you hear you know Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingraham on Fox News. Um, Talking about, uh, you know, eugenics, you know, promoting eugenics. We're not that far away from that happening. Probably a few years yet, but, you know, it's gonna happen. Um, you know, gotta weed out the, the, we gotta, we gotta weed out the queers. We gotta, we gotta find out, you know, what's genetically wrong or chemically wrong with these queers so we can weed them out before we're born. Cause, you know, they, they destroy society, you see. Yeah, that's going to happen. Anyway, and uh, on. LGBT inmates are often put in segregation or solitary confinement. In many cases, they're them from attacks by other inmates. But the psychological impact of isolation can be devastating. Some 85% of LGBTQ incarcerated people had experienced solitary confinement, according to a 2015 Black and Pink survey, which found LGBTQ people... Inmates, sorry, of color were twice as likely to face solitary confinement. Yeah, that, that that's great. Um, God damn. You know, being in prison isn't punishment enough. No, we gotta take the extra steps to make it even more punishing for the crime of being queer in this country. Hell yeah. Continuing on. Black and Pink, a prison abolitionist organization that supports LGBTQ prisoners, made many recommendations in the study, including establishing safer housing for queer prisoners, ideally with other LGBTQ inmates, and providing affirming books in all prison libraries. In addition, because gay, lesbian, and transgender inmates are likely to have less support in the outside world, the organization encourages permitting prisoners to correspond with another through letters and email. The American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU, also works to ensure that LGBTQ people and those living with HIV-AIDS are treated fairly by prison officials. In 2016, ACLU worked to get the Kentucky Department of Corrections to lift its ban on materials that, quote-unquote, promoted homosexuality in Eastern Kentucky Correctional Complex, a minimum and medium security prison in West Liberty. According to the Civil Rights Group, officials routinely confiscated material, including mainstream magazines, more than a dozen times in a one-four-month period. Oh, but you know, uh, you know, the, the prisoners, you know, raping each other, you know, um, and having, you know, you know, raping each other, you know, in gay sex ways. That's perfectly fine. You know, we're fine with that. You know, with gay rape. You know, that's that's fine. You know, we have no we have no problem with that. But, you know, hearing that, you know, being gay is okay, no, 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 that's where we draw the line. You're allowed to do gay acts as long as, you, you know, um, you're harming your fellow prisoner. It, 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 where we draw the line is, you know, just hearing that it may be okay to be gay, you know, that's the real crime. In society. God damn. Fucking hate these places. Fucking fuck these people. Um, let's see, uh, oh yeah, so William Sharp, late legal director uh, for the ACLU of Kentucky, called the discriminatory practice precisely what the First Amendment is designed to prevent. <laughs> yep, do conservatives get a single shit? Nope, because for conservatives, the First Amendment means one thing and one thing only. I get to say whatever hateful, bigoted things I want, and you minorities have to just take it. You see... Um, And also, we get to uh, uh, ban anything that uh, we don't like that says that being a minority is okay, you see. Um, Because, you see, the First Amendment exists, you know, to protect the in-group. And we can change it however we want to, you know, to to fuck over the out-group, you see. Uh, Because the First Amendment is not equally applied when it comes to conservatives. No, 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 no. It's always used as a bludgeoning tool against minorities and when they can't use First Amendment because, well, they're blatantly violating it, like banning books about trans people in libraries, which is happening all across the country. Did you know that the most banned book here in America is about a trans kid? Yeah, in fact, like, most of the top ten books, like a good chunk of the top ten books, most banned books in America are books about queer people. Hell yeah. And so, what happens when that? Because that's clearly not the First Amendment. You know, we're clearly violating the First Amendment. You know, clearly not, you know, giving a shit about free speech. Uh, so, what's for, you know, that's when the mask comes off. It has nothing to do with free speech. No, no nothing of this has anything to do with free speech. It's just, you know, fuck the out group. You know, we'll claim fr- free speech when we can, you know, to fuck the out-group, you know. But, you know, the out-group, they, they need to shut the fuck up, you know, you don't have free speech, you know. Because what you're saying is degenerate, you know, it's hard, destructive to society, and, you know, that speech is not allowed. Uh, but when, you know, we clearly, when, when, when we're clearly violating free speech, well then, who fucking cares? Because, you know, we gotta put down degeneracy in society. That's how this all works, you see. Uh, but, anyway, um, continuing on. Because um, of the Civil Rights Organization's efforts, the State Department of Corrections implemented substantial changes to the regulations governing prisoner mail. Gay people are entitled to equal dignity inside and outside of our nation's prisons, said Rita Tabaco mar director of the ACLU's Women's Rights Project, who collaborated on the investigation. This policy change is a positive step forward for prisoners in Kentucky, and we appreciate the commissioner's decision. In some cases, gay men are still haunted by the specter of discriminatory bans on homosexual sex that were ruled unconstitutional nearly two decades ago. The U.S. Supreme Court struck down sodomy laws nationwide in 2003's Lawrence v. Texas, but individuals convicted of consensual sodomy before that decision must still register as sex offenders in Idaho, South Carolina, and Mississippi. Okay, the sex offender registry list uh, only exists to 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 keep down uh, anyone that the cishet majority does not like. Okay, understand that. Understand the sex offender list, you know, literally people, like trans women, are on that list strictly for using the women's bathroom, okay? This is not like, like, like this is not some pedo list, okay? This is a list of queers, like, the majority of people who have been put on this list throughout its history are queer people, okay? Um... Understand that. This is not a list that protects kids from living in neighborhoods with pedos. This is a list that protects uh, kids from living in neighborhoods with queers. This list needs to be fucking abolished. There's literally no good reason for this list at all. It strictly exists to to promote the cishet majority, you know, normalcy of being cishet. The, the list should have been abolished yesterday. Like, we need to fucking abolish this list. Um, and also, you know, uh, speaking of Lawrence v. Texas, which uh, allowed, you know, gay sex in America. Um, I think it's either Missouri or Mississippi. I forget which one. We're literally bringing, linked I think to the Supreme Court a case right now that would not only uh, overturn Roe v. Wade, but it would also overturn... Uh, which, you know, for those who don't live in America, is abortion, you know. Uh, so basically, I'm not going to give the names of the cases. For this, you know, for are trying to overturn all in one swoop. for trying to ban abortion, gay sex, gay marriage, and interracial marriage. So yes, uh, right now, Missouri or Mississippi, I forget which one, once again. For you right now, I'm trying to ban gay sex, gay marriage, interracial marriage, and abortion. This is what conservative ideology leads to. Conservative ideology is the most degenerate ideology on planet Earth. This is what it leads to every fucking time. This is fucking evil. This is literally demonic shit that's going on. Like, this is it's so fucking barbaric that if they want to strip away bodily autonomy from women. Uh, you know... Want to strip away, they literally want to strip away all autonomy from everyone who's not cishet, white, and male. That's all that's, like, it's, it's fucking evil. This is fucking, fucking evil. This is fucking satanic shit going on right now. Like, you can't even marry somebody of, the of a different race. Like, what the fuck? This is what we're working towards, and guess what? You know the court systems are all full of conservatives. You know, from the state levels to the from the district to its levels all the way up to federal levels. It's full of conservatives from the Federalist Society, and our Supreme Court is full of Federalist Society nut jobs. It's gonna happen. What the fuck? Do you, like, how is this not going to happen? No, like, it, it, all this shit is going to be banned again. Like, the the, the the era of civil rights are over in America. Understand that. We're going to see in the next 10 years um, everything that we've worked in the last 100 years to build. Like, the entire last 100 years are going to be undone in the next 10 years. Understand that. Um, for, uh, abortion will be banned again. Trans people have no rights. Gay sex will be criminalized again. Um, you know, interracial marriage will be banned. and um, Segregation will be back. Um, and women will no longer have the right to vote. And of course, you know, and neither will black people. Because that's all that is want. a this fucking little white hat middle class um, White utopia That's a Christian utopia That's all they want That's All these fuckers want <laughs> It's fucking evil It's fucking fucking evil and The unfortunate reality is There's no way to, to get rid of this shit Peacefully um, It's so embedded In the system we have to change it completely. Like, there has to be a radical purging. A violent purging. For anything to change at this point. It's just too many in the system, and the, and the entire system is filled with nothing but conservatives. The day of anything, of us trying to, to change society nonviolently are absolutely fucking over at this point. Uh, Unfortunately, but of course, the other problem is that if we were to rise up um, and do the socialist revolution now, we would get our fucking asses kicked. Because society still thinks socialism and, you know, Marxism or whatever are dirty words. And so we just fall into a fascist hellhole. The fact is, America is completely beyond saving, is what I'm saying. Uh, This country is fucking doomed. This is this country is fucking Sodom. Um, This country is literally incapable of being saved, and the worst part is this country doesn't even want to be saved. It likes what what is going on. It likes being Sodom. It likes being Gomorrah. It likes being unwelcoming to all those who are different. It likes being oppressive. This is what it wants. This is what it desires. No, America can't be fucking saved. Understand that. Uh, We're just going to have to sit and watch and experience it all happen. And wait as we get rounded up. Tossed into jail or killed. I mean, I've already said that's my fate. But. Because that's what's going to happen here in America. This system, like, God would have to fucking come down. like, Like, you know, like, it would take such a big miracle for this shit not to happen at this point. Everything is just set up for it to all happen. Continuing on. It's a burden that can cost them housing, employment opportunities, and in some cases, even personal relationships. I am outraged in 2021 that that we have what is essentially a registry of gay sex. Attorney Matt Struger, who is working to get a client vindicated in Ohio, told NBC News. Yup, yeah, exactly. That's all the sex offender registry is. Um, and using the bathroom if you're queer, um... Now, nowhere is the issue of Oprah representation in the justice system more evident than among transgender women. More than one in five, 21%, have been incarcerated during their lifetimes, according to the National Transgender Discrimination Survey, published in 2011. For black trans women, the percentage is, leaps to nearly two, one in two, 47%. God fucking damn. Fucking horrifying. But we live in a country that does this to black queer women. It's, it's fucking evil. God, just fucking bring a judgment upon this country now. Destroy this fucking country. Please, dear God. Compared with 0.5% of all women who have been into prison. According to a 2003 Department of Justice report. Oh, I hate lovely. Um... Nearly 5,000 transgender people are incarcerated in state prisons across the United States, according to a 2020 NBC News report. But um, well, only a handful of are assigned to facilities on, based on their gender identity. The vast majority are housed by the gender assigned at birth, leaving them vulnerable to harassment, violence, and sexual assault. Dee Farmer, a 56-year-old black transgender woman, lived that experience. She recalled feeling isolated as a child growing up in Baltimore in the late 1960s and 70s. Instead of hanging out with friends, she spent most of her time studying or cooking and cleaning. I was always perceived as a gay child, Farmer said. I didn't play with other children, even within my family, and definitely not within school. While she was a good student, Faye Irmer faced harassment from classmates who would throw rocks and stuff at me or chase me home and fight me. The abusive environment, she said, led her to drop out of school and become involved in criminal behavior. She sought other gay queer people in what she described as the bottom borough of the inner city. Like her, many were victims of various forms of discrimination. They were all involved in some type of activity they, they described as survival work, Farmer said. Maybe stealing or sex work or selling drugs. I never felt comfortable doing any of those things. So writing bad checks and committing credit card fraud were um, where you had to use some sort of intellect, became my way of life. But it was a way of life I caught up with her, and she paid a severe price. In 1986, Farmer was sentenced to 20 years in prison for credit card fraud. Though she presented as female, Farmer was housed in a men's correctional facility where she was eventually assaulted by another inmate. Officials knew what was going on, Farmer said, and they should have worked harder to ensure her safety. Farmer filed a federal lawsuit arguing her Eighth Amendment protection against cruel and unusual punishment had been violated when she was housed in the general population of male prisoners and exposed to sexual and physical violence. I didn't have legal representation and many people didn't believe in the argument I was making, she said, but it made common sense to me. Farmer said she suffered from major depression throughout her incarceration, worsened by spending significant periods of time in segregation. So I did what what I usually do when I'm depressed, which is sleep. G recalled, but when I woke up, I felt motivated, and so I'd work on my case. Eventually, the ACLU agreed to take Farmer's case, while lower courts ruled guards couldn't be held responsible for allowing her to be assaulted. The ACLU appealed all the way to the Supreme Court. Sorry if you heard that going by a really loud motor. Anyway, continue on. In 1994, Farmer versus Brennan made victory. As the first time a transgender plaintiff went before the nation's highest court. It was also the first time the Supreme Court drastically assaulted sexual, direct, addressed sexual assault in prison. In a unanimous opinion, the justices ruled that prisoners had a right to be protected from sexual violence and that farmers sued against the warden and other prison officials who were deliberate indifference to where risk of harm could continue. To so actually find out that the case had legal grounds before the Supreme Court was just thrilling and exciting. But then after a was like, this is great, but there's so much more to be done, Farmer recalled. This is like the tip of the iceberg is due to the problems that transgender inmates suffer. And prisoners in general suffer. And yeah, and to this day, they still don't do diddly shit about sexual assault in prisons. Still a massive problem. <sighs> anyway. And so the burden was, it felt lifted when the decision came out. But a month later, I still felt the burden of all my sisters and brothers in prison. Since then, the case has been cited in tens of thousands of court decisions and was a crucial factor in the 2003 passage of the Prison Rape Elimination Act, PREA. Farmer, changed the legal landscape for prison assault cases, said Chase Strangio, deputy director for transgender justice with the ACLU's LGBT and HIV Project. So much has changed, at least in part, because Dee decided to fight the injustice of what happened to her, Strangio added. But 20 years later, much work remains. So, yeah, um, fucking horrible what's uh, going on in our prison system. The system is built to harm LGBT people in every way, especially the legal system. I mean, there's more to really say. Um, yeah, anyway, I am really tired. I have no energy, so we're just going to end this all here. Um, uh, hope that you uh, enjoyed this episode. Um, if you enjoyed the show... Uh, support the show. Please feel free to show support the show on Patreon, um, so you can get episodes early and ad-free, and exclusive content. I would love to hear from you. All my contact information is in the show notes. Hopefully, y'all have a wonderful day. Peace.